Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Billy B.J. Jones, creator of Everyday Folks Radio and the host of this segment, B.J. Speaks, a conversation with. I want to extend a special happy Veterans Day to everyone in America. Special thank you to all the men and women who have served our nation, both present and in the past. Thank you for your service and your commitment. I also want to send a special shout out to a, a friend of mine, Robert Franz, who is a veteran and in active duty was also just on the show last week. So happy Veterans Day to you. To my friend, Dr. Mario Vasquez, professor and advisor at Broward College, to a host of incredible folks. There's so many. My cousin, um, Brandon uh, Barry, who is up in, in the Northeast representing in the Marines. Thank you all. Thank you. My Aunt Joan Jones, all of you who are doing so many great things and have done so many great things for this nation. We thank you here at Everyday Folks. If any time you'd like to speak to me or our esteemed guest during this live podcast, you may call me at 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and you prefer to inbox me with your questions, comments, or requests, you may do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten, that's folks with an S, listen, at gmail.com. And I also have my Instagram open on Dr. Dr. Billy Jones. If you'd like to message me, direct message me there with your questions, comments, or inquiries. This show is brought to us by Elite Natural Essence, one of our proud sponsors. Tired of essence chemical, excuse me, tired of expensive chemical fuel products that do not work? Visit Elite Natural Essence for all of your handcrafted, vegan-friendly, natural, organic tea, hair, and body care essential needs. Visit us at www.elitestatusentllc.com or follow this awesome company on social media at Elite Natural Essence. And today I am with privilege to introduce a dear friend of mine who I've known a, a decade, two decades pretty much. And I'm so proud of him because this is a reunion episode to pay homage to his incredible contributions. Mr. John, Justin Johnson, M. Johnson, was born on March 31st, 1984. He's an only child. After high school, he studied business administration, but later decided uh, to change to physical education, which is where he is today. Currently, he teaches second and fifth grade physical education and loves every second of it. Justin is happily married to a second grade teacher and has a two-year-old daughter. I am very privileged to have you here, my brother and friend, Mr. Justin M. Johnson. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me again, Billy. It's been four years, you know, I it actually, yeah, four years. Cynthia reminded me, your lovely wife, who was just on the show, check it out, folks, on Apple Podcasts or on Blog Talk Archive or on Google Play. You can go back and listen to that amazing show, Justin, that, that Cynthia provided for us. And I know yours yeah. will be just the same. And, and I'm so glad you're here for this special reunion show. How have you been? Yes, yeah, thank you. Well, uh, this, you know, I find myself saying this almost like for the last couple of years, but this year I honestly have to say takes the cake. Um, I'm just going to say, like I've been telling a lot of people, this is mm-hmm. something that I never would have thought 
we would live to see such a pandemic to where I'd say over several hundred thousands of people lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would, like I said, I never would imagine something like this. To be honest with you, I always said that this feels like a movie, a blockbuster movie that will come out in the summer and it will have everybody talking because, like I said, nobody would ever expect it. Like I said, our everyday lives now, we have to have on masks. You have to social distance. Mm-hmm. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are two words now that's going to be embedded with us for like the next probably year or two. Social distance, mass. Social distance, mass. But otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I mean, for what it's worth, for one mm-hmm. thing, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be alive because, you know, I never would have known and expected so many people, like I said, to lose their lives within right. a matter of six, six plus months. And every mm-hmm. day above ground, you know, I got to be thankful because it could be a whole lot worse than what we're going through. You know, so like I said, every day I can breathe life and, and, and talk to to my family and friends and coworkers. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Mm, and I agree with you. It's this year, the the key word or adjective people are using is unprecedented. And just when we thought, Justin, we've seen what we've seen from 9-11, Hurricane Andrew, or any of the other things that have come, right? Now we have to add yeah. pandemic to our schedule. And definitely it's mm-hmm. had such a tremendous impact. And I know that you especially, you work in the fourth largest school district in America, my favorite, of course, yeah. which bred <laughs> us. You know, so shout out yeah. to Miami-Dade County yeah. Public Schools. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. I Thank applaud you. all of you teachers, all of you on the front line, teachers, administration, staff, and of course the students who are still keeping public education running. And I know recently you've gone back, uh, it's been a few months now, so it hasn't been a couple of weeks now, it's been a few months now, a couple of months that yep. all teachers have been back and working. What how would you say, Justin, you know, that, you know, ever since we started with the pandemic and this started back in March, how much has your life changed? Not only professionally, but personally as well. Okay. I'll start with the hardest one professionally. Okay. Um, it's professionally, it's been tough. You know, I, I'm so used to, you know, being in my field, you know, I'm more obviously in direct contact versus classroom teachers because, like I said, the key word in my profession is physical. So mm-hmm. we're always going to be more in close contact with the kids. And it's been hard. Sorry about that. Maybe you couldn't hear me. Okay. So it's been hard in the sense, you know, I'm so used to high-fiving my kids, hugging, you know, because, like I said, that's just the type of person I am, you know, based mm-hmm. with my nature. You know, kids love to give me hugs and everything like that. And it's been rough not being able to give that high five or receive that hug, you know, because sometimes you look on their faces and you never know what they're going through. And right, I know sometimes right. you give them a hug, they'll, they'll feel a lot better. And not being able to do that, it feels like, for me, it feels like a cold presence. And I have to tell myself this is just the new norm. And, you know, being with my coworkers, it's the same thing. Like, for example – when we have like faculty meetings and things like that, we have to be in our we have to be in our offices, and we have to zoom. That's not normal. We're so right. used to getting together with them and collaborating. Right. We have to be zooming. Also, certain um, activities that happen throughout the year we can't do them mm-hmm. right now. Um, what else? Different guests that like to come through the building they can't come. 
Billy, it's just like I said, it's it's been weird being back, but I can't even really say it's starting to feel normal because every day I have to say social distance, social distance. But you know, we're making it through. It's already been I want to say about a month since we've mm-hmm. been back with the kids. I, I think mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. back last month, but mm-hmm. physically inside the building. I've been back since I think August because mm-hmm. you know we still had to do our opening school procedures and everything like that. So, like I said, professionally it's been a challenge, but I'm making it through. Now, personally, okay, mm-hmm. I I have to get real because some people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to lose my mind. Um, not in the sense of you know going crazy, but in the sense of one day you have so much freedom, okay? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it gets stripped away. I put it like this. It's, for example, you have somebody that is walking the streets, and the next day they're in jail for the next several months. It's Mm -hmm. that feeling for me. I can't speak for somebody else. For me, because I'm so used to having a daily routine, and all of a sudden the next day my routine gets stripped away from me. I felt like I lost my best friend. Now, some people may say, well, you know, you have your family. I understand. I do have my family, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about my daily routine. Okay, I go to work. You know, I go to, I, go, I go to the gym. I run errands. I do this. I do that. All that had to get cut. Yes, it did. I couldn't do it. I was home. I was confined. That's not normal for me. Mm-hmm. And if people know me, they know that. You know, I like to be moving around because that's just my 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 daily life, and for that to be stripped away from me for about three plus months, Billy, it was hard. I'm not gonna sit here and say it was easy. It was hard. I tried everything. I went around the my neighborhood. I walked. You know, I I tried to go and online and read different things. It did right. not help. It wears thin at it, some point. Right. Yeah. It. You know, but. Like I said, I'm here, I'm still alive, I'm still breathing, but personally, Billy, it, like I said, it, it was rough. I, I just pray that things do get better because right. to, have, right. to, have that, to have that happen again, I, I, I don't know what I would do. I really don't know what I would do, you know? Thank and you. And like I said, you know, yeah. That's a very good point. I, you just made me think of something as you were speaking. I couldn't help but think how much of our year froze. Remember, Super Bowl was here in Miami. I remember seeing J-Lo and Shakira dancing just miles away, minutes away from where I live here in Golden Glades. And we're already on another January in the next two months. We're halfway done with this month. 2020 is a wrap, and I think people will say that, you know, arguably, of course, but honorably so, that it is time for a new show and a new occasion. I do know that, you know, for you and me especially, when we all get together, we never have brief occasions of getting together. We have weekends and trips and experiences together, but now all of that is limited. Just, hey, come to my house or I go to your house and sit. Just to talk, the the, the idea of community, and I think that's important as well. And also, too, you're also raising a child during these unprecedented times as well. And so I I think that in... It's still hard to put in words what you're experiencing because we're still living it, right? I think that's the other part as well. We're still wrestling with what this all means. Let's also add other layers. Elections are on there. 
post-elections is there. We have all these other layers of challenges that are just exhausting. So I, I, I totally receive and respect what you're saying. And by the way, Justin, before we proceed, those of you who are listening live here, you're listening to VJ here on Everyday Folks Radio, and I'm here with Justin M. Johnson for a reunion episode. And I see that you got some questions here and some comments are coming in, so we're going to jump right okay. on into a couple of those, Justin, because, you know, I think, okay. I, as I as expected with you, I would expect great things to come because folks find you so engaging. So let's jump right in here. Folks, if you want to call and speak to us, by the way, our call in is 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347 347- 539-5372. In my inbox, I see you're not shy. I already got four coming in, Justin. The, the, the okay. email address is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So, Justin, here's a question from Jared. He wants to know, what do you enjoy most about being a physical education teacher? Hmm, that's uh... <laughs> I can't say it's an easy question. Um, I'm going to try my best to answer it. I think what I enjoy most is seeing all my students engaged physically. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of children, you know, have gifted abilities. I'm not a mind reader, but I feel like, you know, I have I have several years under my belt. You're able to spot those specific students that you can tell that if you if you guide them now and mm-hmm. you groom them and mold them, they can be your next athlete. And I love seeing students outside engage with each other, having fun, you know, making the best of their time. You know, so I'm going to honestly say that's what I enjoy most about being a PE teacher, just seeing, the, seeing all my students being physically active and having a great time, smiles on their faces. Just I'm going to paint a picture. I remember in elementary school, I went to elementary school at Quarry Elementary here in Miami, and I remember Mondays were square dance days. We used to have to do square okay. dancing. Do you remember that? Do you remember doing that as well in, in, in elementary school? And, I and all, of those, all of those days are gone, but there is value to that, you know, value to all these yeah. exercises or activities here. And I think a lot of folks don't recognize the value of good health, and it starts young because if you have small – if you have young, intimate practices, well, I shouldn't say intimate. If you have young practices that are in place now, young children become adults, and they carry those habits forward. And so I think it's and, – and, and the other thing, too, that I admire about physical education teachers, people don't know this, but phys ed teachers not only deal with – you don't, they don't have the luxury of having, like, small volumes of students. You have, like, a good 30 to 50, 60 kids could be in front of you at one time that you're still responsible for. And still keeping organized and orchestrated in the in, in, in the activities and learning that you have, right? Yes. I want to say, uh, I say this was about maybe, because we're in 2020, I want to say mm-hmm. about three, three years ago mm-hmm. at my old school at uh, David Lawrence in North Miami, mm-hmm. the largest, largest amount of students I had in a period, no lie, mm-hmm. was about 70, 75. Wow, that was my and that was my last year at the school. Seventy-five students by myself. It's the norm for us. Why? I I want to say when I was in college, I believe I heard one of my professors say that PE is known as the quote-unquote dumping grounds. It's also known as our the large classroom because we have the space 
to place these students. Now, is it good? No, because, you know, for one thing, what I've learned mm-hmm. is that the number one thing you need to have is classroom management. You got to have those 50, 60 students in control. And once you have them in control, the rest is smooth sailing. But right. you're not in reality, and this is speaking from experience, you're not going to reach everybody because you're still trying to focus on having that control with all students. Right. And and, and, and I best I I, I, I miss having those larger classes, but unfortunately with our field that That's the norm. You have a regular yeah, you have a regular teacher mm-hmm. that's gonna be in a class. I'll just I'm just gonna throw it out there. With an average of thirty, thirty five students. I'm just saying average. Our classes, fifty, sixty, those those are our numbers. Hmm. You know, interesting. So, mm-hmm. and it actually pairs very nicely with the next question from Maria. Maria, thank you okay. for listening wherever you are. She wants to know, Justin, since you teach PE, you are outdoors. Do you feel this is a benefit compared to teachers who are more indoors? And by the way, keep up the great work you're doing. <laughs> thank you, Maria. Um, I want to say yes. I benefit um, because, for one, I'm not. I don't want to get all scientific, but we're outdoors, and mm-hmm. the air that we're taking in, taking out, it literally goes in the air, and it's gone. We don't have any we don't have any walls, any windows, ceilings, you know, top to bottom or anything outside. So we have that advantage, but we still tell we still have our students practice a little bit of social distance because. Right. You know, but otherwise, yes, I have more an advantage being outside versus those classroom teachers that are indoors because, you know, they're in there for several, you know, obviously several hours of the day, you know, with those students with the mask on and everything versus me, my classes this year are an hour. So I'm out there with them for an hour to leave. And then I get another group that, that comes out. And so, like I say, yeah, it's a lot better for me versus if I was inside. Mm, It's a very good point. And, you know, and Maria, I, I have to add, even though being outside, it may be better in that regard, there's still other, I think, I always say, look at every teaching profession. We're all like different fruit. We're all part of the same family of fruit, but we all have different tastes. So where one size doesn't fit all. I know for a fact that I could not do the incredible work that Justin does because it's more than just engaging students. He's teaching students health and wellness, not only physical, but mental wellness as well. The value of sportsmanship, right, Justin? And all these things yeah. that are important yes. because not everybody's going to win. And, and, and therefore, physical education courses help t- teach that. On top of that, building on a sense of community and spirit. There's a comment coming in, by the way, question in the comment. And this is from Anike Madison, who is one of our hosts here, uh, Journey into Passion. And if you haven't checked it out, folks, she had an awesome show a week ago. Go on to Apple Podcasts and Google Play to listen to it. So shout out to Anike, dear friend, and this is for you. She writes to you, Justin, thank you, for, to, uh, thank you to all educators for all of your sacrifice, hard work, and dedication to students. Justin and Billy, I can imagine how difficult it is right now. You are so appreciated. Justin, what advice do you have for a teacher that is having a tough time in considering giving up work that they love? Hang in there. I was that, that teacher that would mm-hmm. give up. 
Um, you know, as as Billy mentioned in the beginning, you know, my, my journey was a little different. I, you know, my mom, you know, raised me as a only, you know, child, and she was an educator for mm-hmm. 35 plus years. I had the mentality that I was going to go and study business. As I sat in my, and this, I hope everybody's listening because this, mm-hmm. is, this is true. As I sat in my business classes, I literally spaced out. And I'm saying that, emphasizing that because I'm sure there are students in college now that are in that spaced out mentality. Get out while you can because you that will affect your future. And what I did, I got out and education ventured my way and I enjoyed it. I started opening my eyes. I started being more engaging with my professors and my, and my classmates. And I, I can honestly say, looking back, I don't regret it. I feel like I made the right decision. You know, it, it wasn't, you know, worth me sitting in a classroom, wasting my time and those around me, you know, and like I said, all educators listening, hang in there. You know, it things can only they could only get even worse, but this is what we signed up for. Every day is not going to be sunshine in our field. You know, this is what's going to show us what can make or break. And like I said, educators just hang in there. You know, we we're built for this. That's all I can say. We are built That's for right. this. Thank you for that, Justin. That was so inspiring. I'll add this too. You know, as teachers, Justin, you know who your go-to colleagues are, right? The individuals who keep you grounded, focused, centered. And so I always say to other colleagues as well, if you want to stay in the game and really stay focused, true to the heart of what education is, don't listen to the negative teachers or individuals who may bring you down because they will only only um, exacerbate the situation and instigate the, your, your feelings, and then all of a sudden the reality will have to be made. And I think it's important having that right attitude because even when we don't think they're listening, these students in these, whether they're six years old to 24 year old, they're listening. They're looking for us and expecting us on the front line to do our duty. And this is, that actually follows up nicely with a question coming from Jason, Justin. He wants to say, he asks, what advice do you offer to uh, others who are interested in going into education? So this is regardless of physical education, but just coming into the industry itself. Okay. Um, I'm going to pretty much piggyback what I mentioned uh, in the last comment. Make, well, make sure it's what you want to do, you know, because education, you know, when you, when you study it, it is going to take a lot of time, uh, meaning in the sense that once you are fully indebted, you're going to have to do what you call in-service hours where you're going to have to probably, you know, go to a school, observe a teacher and a classroom, you know, this and that. And then, you know, Outside of that, you know, different little projects that you may want to venture into. Um, I could honestly say, you know, it's 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 worth it to try. You know, some you know you may want to even just take it as a minor. You mm-hmm. know, if if you're if you're that if you're that type mm-hmm. that's like, well, I've thought about being a teacher, but you know, mm-hmm. I may want to do I may want to do psychology. Okay, well, major in psychology and minor in education. Therefore, you get both worlds, and you can therefore decide if you want to go full-time with education or you don't. But at the end of the day, you can say, well, at least I tried, you know? 
That's a good point. That's a very good point. And I always say to folks, if you're coming into this industry, obviously we know if you're coming for the pay, that's not going to work for you. But even no, more so, no, no, no. don't also choose it for the holidays, right, Justin? Because, yes, teachers, we do get great holidays. But, Justin, yes. I know you know this many a night. There, it, weekends come. You're tired. Because teaching requires so much physical and mental commitment of your entire being. And so, and that includes somewhere there, he, you know, he's a father. He's a proud husband. And so all of these other duties sometimes get challenged or conflicting when you have to deal with your professional life. And in some cases, you can spend more of your hours out of the day just for any profession, not just education. But when you're going into this work, come in with the understanding that, yes, there are going to be some significant um, contributions you're going to have to make. And just like any other work environment, there are going to be politics and challenges. But keep your focus on the students. The students are why we're there for and, and, and also each other. We have to be each other's best customers because I feel that if we educators are kinder to one another as well. That only translates to how we also engage with the students. You're going to say something, Justin? I'm sorry. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. Thank you. And I do want to add this other question that's coming in from Michael. Michael says, oh, Justin, we got to talk about this for a second. So a few episodes ago, Cynthia was here, your lovely wife, and we were talking. And she, this question was kind of similar for her because your life's changed two years ago. You know, I remember hanging out with the two of you, taking trips you know, well before and well after, of course, you know, um, you know, whatever, you know, before the baby came around. So now we have baby Asia, our, my goddaughter, and yeah. I'm very yeah. proud of you all. You're terrific parents. And so Michael wants to know, how has fatherhood changed your outlook on life? I don't want to sound cliche for saying this, but I'm probably going to. It gives me a more better purpose to wake up in the morning. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't want to sound all depressed or anything about it, but mm-hmm. depression, probably a lot of people don't know it. And if they are listening and they know me, they're going to be like, wow, yes, I've dealt with depression. Um, Asia, like I said, has given me more purpose to wake up there. Yes. And I'm going to say it. There are, there have, been times where I did not want to wake up in the morning and I don't want anybody to get freaked out, but I have to be real. There were times where I did not want to wake up in the morning. I wanted Mm -hmm. life to be over. And like I said, I can save more of that for another show. But once I found out, well, no, let me go back and show how things work out. Yeah. Go ahead and Uh, pay if you don't mind. Okay. Okay. Uh, my wife is listening, so I want to make sure I get the dates right. Okay. We got married in 2016, which next week it'll be four years since we've been married. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, my uh, oldest uncle, the wedding, he passed away of cancer mm-hmm. that next year in January. Okay. We went to California... I want to say it was Christmas of December 2013. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was New Year's Eve. I can't remember the mm-hmm. date. Mm-hmm. But around that around that time, found out Cindy was pregnant. Now, the reason why I'm saying that and putting that together is because I know for a fact it was from God. 
and my uncle and my grandmother that told me, Justin, this is it. This is what's going to keep you on this earth. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Not saying, not saying if Asia wasn't born, I wouldn't be here. I can't, I can't honestly answer that. But I can probably say there's a chance I probably wouldn't be talking in this interview if Asia wasn't born. But I believe that the powers from on high was talking to my heart and said, mm-hmm. we, 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 you know, we see you've been struggling. We're going to bring you something to keep you motivated. And like I said, I thank God for Asia because, like I said, that's my joy. That's, that's, that's my heart. You know, and I'm so glad she's on this earth because, like I said, every day I can wake up and I have a purpose. So that's beautiful. I hope wow, I that's that clip. Yeah. No, you yeah. did, and Michael. That was great, and and I have to share. It's it's important that we recognize this too. You know, we don't know our purpose at some point in life. That doesn't give us the will to live. And Justin, I salute you for being in your courage and and being in the station of your life you are now to speak that truth because you shared that with me before. And I appreciate your, it says, it speaks volumes where you're at right now to be able to surrender that in the world. So thank you. Thank you for that as well. And Michael for really focusing. I got to tell you this, Michael, I'm going to change the tone a bit. I got to share, Justin and Cindy are still just as fun as they were when they were, before they were parents. Even though they are parents and parent, parent parenting, it's a priority for them. They also are loyal to each other and to their family and friends. And so they still have a healthy life balance. And I re- appreciate that because a lot of folks, Justin, you've seen this. Some individuals feel, you know, once they have their first kid, you know, I don't want the world around my kid. They're very overprotective and things of that nature, as a parent should be for any child. But I, and I find that you guys are very protective, but you're also having an appropriate boundary where it's like, okay, listen, she needs to know this world. <laughs> this is the world she's going to be living in one day. And we also are part of this world. So we can't let these things keep us from having a quality of life. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, being a first, like I said, being a first-time parent is always rough. You know, I say there is no tutorial on how to become a parent. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's sink or, it's sink or swim. Sink or swim. And, and like I said, there's been days where I was just like, oh, my God, can I do this? You know, every day is not the best. But like I said, right. that that's one thing you can put in your, in your in your book of notes is that, you know, this is this this is parenting. Good days, bad days, happy days, sad days. It's all part of parenting. And like I said, as long as your child, as long as your child is in a loving, stable roof, he or she's gonna be fine. And that's what Asia has. You know, mm-hmm. Asia has so many loved ones. Asia has so many loved ones around her. So she's she's well loved. Just I gotta ask you. Now that you are a parent, do you view your mother differently in the way that she brought you up? You know, in terms of you know how has because I know the kid you were before, and she and I have talked about the kid you were before. So now that you have graduated to this new status, right? Do you view her and your grandmother's upbringing of you? Do you see that differently now? Yeah, um, I wish my mom was listening now, um, so I can, so she, so she, so I can mess with her. Okay, I look at how, you know. I was raised, you know, I was raised, I'm an 80s, I'm an 80s baby. So things in the 80s were different than compared to now. And like I said, I was raised by two strong African-American women. And back in, you know, I want to sound old, but back in my day, the 80s, the early 80s, that, you know, you were raised by two strong women. I wasn't just a 
put it like that. You're going to come out a different type of way. And back talking and talking back all that, that that didn't exist with me. You know, it yeah. it, it was right. you know you say you say something, they hear it. You 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 you're gonna walk away, but then all of a sudden you're gonna feel some air come behind you, and 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 you know, I got that a lot. Lord knows I did, got it a lot. Um, but bringing, like I said, bringing it back to how you know I'm raised in Asia. Right. I'm still I still have. I mean, she's too granted, but I right. still have that menta- that mentality. But I'm not gonna be. I guess I could say as tough as how my mom was. Being that, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm the only boy. I was the only child. But at the same time, this is my girl. This is my little baby. I am going to be a little mm, at times about certain things because, hey, I'm just going to be honest. You know, it's it's a girl. And, you know, I want I want I want to raise I want to raise her to where she does understand that, you know, you have an important role to play as a, mm-hmm. as a woman. And, and don't don't forget that. You know, some women, unfortunately, some women forget that they do have an important role. And I want Asia to understand that, you know, whether you become, you know, independent on your own or you do meet in the future a, a, a husband that wants to take care of you, support and support you. But understand that you have two feet at the end of the day that you need to learn how to land on and walk on on your own. Well said. Well said. Here's a question for you from Brenda. Brenda wants to know, Justin, how has the pandemic changed you? And more specifically, what do you know about yourself today that you may not have realized before? Um, well, I know, I know I, I've never been the best one with patience. Um, but I think <laughs> the yeah, I have the daily reminder on my left forearm, patience, because that honestly, that's something that I do not have, and I'm working on it daily. But I think Me too. one thing I have, <laughs> yes, yes, I think one thing I have learned about myself during this pandemic is honestly to sit, look around, mm-hmm. and be thankful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Point, point blank, period, because it could be a lot worse. Yes, you know, it could. I, for, for one, you know, I'm still, thank God, shout out to Dade County Public School because you have kept me employed for several years. That's right. I still, I'm still employed. My lights are still on. My air conditioner is still working. Um, my cable's working, my internet. And the reason why I'm saying that is because these little things that we take for granted, That's right. I have not lost. I have not lost not one. You know, even my mortgage company emailed me asking about that I need forbearance. I am, and it's one thing I can say that has changed me during the pandemic is I am more grateful now than mm-hmm. I have been before because watching the news, seeing people on TV at the time had to stand in line for hours and hours to get food. I haven't been in that position. So, like I said, being more grateful than ever mm. during this pandemic. Yes. So I agree yes. with you, Justin. And, you know, you and I and Cynthia, we're always outside of our home so much. We could spend more time outside of our home during the week than we do in it. And this COVID has mm-hmm. really made us appreciate just to sit still, be still, and acknowledge. 
acknowledge those things around you that could be easily wiped away, you know, in the blink of an eye, in the blink of an eye. And I appreciate your saying that. Samir has an interesting question for you, though. This one's interesting, Justin. My kids are not as active as they usually are because they are homebound due to the virus. What do you recommend to keep kids active and healthy while quarantining at home? Oh, Samir, that's a good question. It's a great um, question. And I, yes, and I have the perfect answer. Um, well, need be, if you need more specific things, maybe after the show, I can, you know, Billy will give my uh, information out. But mm-hmm. I can tell you this. There are several, several uh, YouTube videos that keep the student, well, sorry, keep the kids engaged. Mm-hmm. How I know is because I think it was around uh, March. Yeah, March of this year when we first got hit with the pandemic and we had to uh, quarantine and, mm-hmm. and transition into, you know, online uh, learning. I had mm-hmm. to do a lot of research uh, through YouTube because I was still teaching 30 minutes to an hour of classes. Actually, I take that back. When the when it first hit, I had to teach 30-minute classes, and I needed to keep students engaged. So I found, like I said, I found so many different videos on YouTube that will keep their students engaged. And how I know they worked was because when we went back in person this year, I think it was maybe like the second week of October. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. outside. I was outside doing my um, after-school dismissal duties, and one of my parent, one of the parents, was like, "Hey, Coach Johnson, listen, man, you had me tired doing that those YouTube videos," <laughs> and and that made me feel good because <laughs> good. you know, like I said, I this this is like I said, this is new to me. This is new to several hundred other thousand of teachers teaching online. It's hard because nobody is ever known to do PE online, like for this long. And to hear that, it let me know, okay, uh, uh, you know, a, a relief off my shoulders that I was doing something right. And like I said, the, and the key is you got to keep them engaged to where they're not able to be like, wait, we did this video already. So like I said, Samir, just keep looking, researching on, on, uh, on YouTube, different videos to keep kids active. You're going to find videos from as much as five minutes all the way to uh, 59 minutes. Mm, wow. To, I mean, well, yeah, 59, yeah, 59 minutes. That's great. So, like I said, they're, they're out there. They're out there. Yeah. Just, you, you remember, you know, before pandemic, students could take as an elective physical education online. And I, yeah. I would say, thanks to what you just said, and also, honestly, due to COVID, it really has transformed how we will deliver that instruction for get up and move, right? It takes the whole get up and move process to another level because I see it in even some of my cousins and, and their kids, you know, this is a, a similar issue, Samir. And, and one of my colleagues at a college commented, she said, I've been dropping my kids off at this, um, at the, the YMCA in, in Broward. And she says, I need them to do something because they're getting fat sitting home, sitting in one place, eating all this good stuff, just watching TV. Because it's no different for the kids than it is for us. And so even as adults, there are quite a few um, options available online to Samir. And Samir, you could actually do it with the kids. <laughs> you know, so getting yes. engaged with the kids, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, also, there were several times where that's, that's why I'm so like, you know, I, I, I do enjoy um, Zoom in that sense where right. you're able to share screen. So I would share screen 
my my videos, and I would see parents in the back with their kids, and I love it because that shows uh. the kids that that's the motivation right there. Because you know, obviously, children are going to emulate what they see from their parents. So if if they see their parents exercising, well, hey, I should try this too, and they love it. So that that's one thing I can say honestly. I I, I I'm grateful that YouTube was able to provide so many different uh, videos. So, like I said, Justin, ever, again, you ever thought about making your own? You know what? Okay, there's one video I watched the other – no, actually yesterday because I'm still teaching in person, and then there's four classes. Mm-hmm. I, think I, have, I think I have two second-grade, two third-grade classes that are still what we call MSO. They're doing my school online. And there is a video that I showed yesterday from a PE teacher. I don't know her, though that she created a rock, paper, scissors video to where you're able to battle it out, battle it out against her. So huh. I'm thinking about, I mean, honestly, it's a great it, idea. It, it was so cool. It, it was over 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, depending how things go, if things don't get better, I might actually consider trying to get more technology and try to create a video because, hey, that this is what this is like I said our new norm. So I'm I'm really gonna consider maybe next year trying to put out some workout videos for kids. You heard that here, folks, right here on Everyday Folks listening live. Justin Johnson on YouTube. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> opportunity, Justin. I want to switch it over now to Denixia. Denixia asked a question. She says, "What are you? You know, Justin, we just celebrated Halloween. It was a, a strange Halloween, right, for us." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you made the best of it. We did. We had some great times. You did not talk about in the last episode and how you unlocked the car and had her screaming during the <laughs> and your mother screaming. By the way, they're gonna probably kill us during the drive-through at Horrorlands. You know, shout out to Mir- uh, to Miramar, Florida. But also, you all we, we're now upon the holidays. The you know the true final holidays of the season. And Denixia wants to know, Justin, what are you most grateful for this holiday season? And how will you spend Thanksgiving? I am most grateful for health. Um, Honestly, there was a time earlier in the year, well, no, I was months ago, that I thought I caught COVID. Um, Basically what happened, I went, this was a, this was, I think, a a Friday. I went, I went to a, a restaurant, a local restaurant. And I went to pick up some food, and I had my mask on. I did mm-hmm. everything, so it was a normal. It was a normal day. Saturday, something didn't feel right. I was like, I don't feel the best. So I took my temperature. Temperature was about, I think, a hundred. So I said, Uh oh! Wow! Here we go. I, I said, Here we go. So I laid down, and I think maybe like an hour or two later, my temperature spiked up to about 101, 102. Oh, wow. And I said, well, so, yeah, so I said, well, I got COVID. I, I just, I realized, I said, well, I got COVID. I'm just going to see what I have to do that, fight it. So before I, you know, go a little further, let me just make sure. So what I did, I took some Advil. Mm-hmm. I took Advil for about every four to six hours. Long story short, my fever, I didn't lose any taste or smell. Um, I 
did not have any chest pains or anything like that. So my thing was was just exertion, body exertion. I was just after the pandemic. Well, okay, I'd say around June, all the gyms around Miami and local areas started opening up. So like a madman, I started going back four, five, six times a week. I didn't care because I needed to get back into my routine, and I think I just overexerted my body. Mm. And the reason why I'm saying, and the reason why I'm saying that to your question is that was a scare for me because I really did like every other American. I social distance, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, how did I get it?" And and have it that realize that I'm like I said I'm so grateful for health because you know you have to like I said the CDCs and everybody they know what they're talking about you have That's to take right. care you know and and like I said grateful for my health and strength this year I'm, you're cutting I'm out Justin my mom. your last comment was cutting out saying that. I'm grateful for health and strength. Yeah. With, with. Yeah. Yeah, you're cutting out again. There's something going on. It might be your transmission, which are not your microphone. It might be your phone. Um, but I, I want to share taking that, that second part because her question was a really good one. So, Justin, now we're on Thanksgiving. How are you going to spend mm-hmm. Thanksgiving? Okay. Can you hear me okay, Billy? Yes, I can. You're good. Okay, perfect. So what I was saying is I'm going to be spending Thanksgiving with my mom, my wife, and my daughter. Um, we're just going to keep everything low-key this year, you know, mm-hmm. because at the same time we do on the side of the family. We have such a small, small family. So I'm just going to just have your simple, you know, old-school old Thanksgiving dinner and just, you know, honestly just be thankful and reminisce on, on good times at the dinner table. I agree. Uh, you know, the, the, the next thing we hope that you'll be doing the same with your family. This is one of those years where unprecedented times require unprecedented celebrations, and we will make it through. Justin, you and I celebrated birthdays at the very beginning of this. As you know, so we had yes. no birthdays. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, and not no. to say we're so bad about that, folks, by all means, because there are far greater issues than that. But we recognize, you know, I, I, I had a friend of mine who told me once, and you know him well, I won't even name his name, um, just, Justin, but he used to work with me at Miami Dade, and he made a comment. He didn't understand why I celebrated birthdays so much. And I said to him, I said, well, it's a celebration of life. We're alive. Yes. And it's, a, it's, a one, it's not even about getting the gifts. It's just to celebrate and be in the community of people. Because when you're at work, you're in the community of so many other amazing people who are not related to you. Why not celebrate and have honor to be celebrated for your life? Because that life can be taken. So here comes yes. another question, Justin. We got five more questions to go, and we got about fifteen minutes to do it. So we'll go okay. ahead and do this. We got we'll do well on time, but these are so good. And thank you all for listening. And again, if you have any last minute questions, you may send them at everydayfolkslisten at gmail dot com. That is everydayfolkslisten at gmail dot com. So this next question is coming from Monica. Monica wants to know how did you weather the recent storm Ada in South Florida? We've watched you guys in northern Florida, and now it's heading our way. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, uh, uh, hopefully I pray, I, pray that, I, pray, I pray that you guys are all right. Um, the good news, well, I guess the good news is the last I heard is that mm-hmm. it was getting uh, downsized to just a tropical storm. 
But then again, with the wins and everything, you never know. So I just pray you guys are all right. Um, honestly, I thought it was going to be worse on our end. You know, Sunday night, well, no, Sunday, you know, I have a tradition. I always go down to my mom's house for dinner and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I took a chance. Me and Asia went down to my mom's house. So we stayed for maybe like an hour or two the most. So this time, which never happened, my mom kicked me out the house. My mom said, uh, it's time to go. I said, what are you talking about? She's like, look, outside. You need to go, go, go. So me and Asia, we we left, and we got back home. By the time we got back home, our, our, on our end of town, the rains were still picking up a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. But the wor- I'd say the worst of the storm was like Sunday night, like after like midnight. I heard a little I heard the winds. And I heard the rain, but honestly, grateful. We looked outside. We had a damage. It was packed. Losing anything in my backyard. So I'm glad, you know, we we were able to to weather Eta or Etta, however you say it. But like I said, I hope you guys are all right up north. Oh yeah. When I saw, did you see that U-turn in the Gulf, Justin? That was crazy. I, that, that's it, 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 see that's the thing people have to understand you know like Vanessa Williams said in her song save the best for last November 30th <laughs> November 30th you know is the last day of hurricane season and some people are like oh well we're in November but that doesn't mean anything these storms do uh, 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 a U-turn and, and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa wait when you leave Go back somewhere else. Break up in the, you know, break up up north. Don't come back. What you coming back for? I don't know. Maybe Etta loves Florida, and she just she just wants to make her, you know, she just wants to just say farewell. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and Monica, we wish you all the best up there because we know it is heading your way near to Tampa and, and the pan the, the the panhandle. So good luck to you guys up there. Yes, we yes, not okay yes, down here still in the midst of a pandemic. And in the midst of post-elections, we had a storm in South Florida. <laughs> so we definitely are in dire need. And funny enough, my sister's birthday is November 30th. So we'll have double reason to celebrate the end of the, the, the COVID, not COVID, but hurricane season, but also the you know, celebration of her life. So we have a couple more questions, Justin. Ronaldo wants okay. to know, I'm a PE teacher in Georgia, and these kids aren't wearing their masks. What do you do to make them wear their mask as appropriate? Okay. So we have a rule, at least in PE, because this I, I got a little backlash from a few parents, and I had to clarify. Okay, now, if we are in close proximity of each other, okay, mask up. That's all I tell them, mask up. If you're not in proximity of anybody, you don't have to have it on, but you have to in other words, you have to have the mask on, but you can have it wearing – I'm trying to describe it. You can have it on per se, but right. the face covering doesn't have to be on. You can, like, have it under your chin if that gives more um, – because you have to – we have to be honest. You know, I can imagine in Georgia, well, I don't know how the weather is, but it's hot up there. It's hot, and when it's cold, it's cold. But listen, you know, we're human beings at the end of the day, and nobody should not be with it you know, X amount of degrees outside with that type of mask on. So I have understanding with the children when they, like I said, we I, we do a routine where we warm up, then I send them 
lap. And I tell them, if you're running next to somebody, if you pick a buddy and run into them, you have to mask up. But if you're running by yourself, you don't need it on. And so far, it's been great. Um, but honestly, just the only thing I could tell you, just keep emphasizing it and just emphasize to them that, you know, health is wealth. And even though they are young, or I don't know how, you know, old your students are, but if they are in the younger grades that, you know, they, they'd rather be, they'd rather be safe than sorry, you know, right. because one, all it takes is, yeah, all it takes is one instance and now they're sick. So, you know, hope that Great helps. Point. Hope that Very helps. Good. Here comes a question from Juan. Juan wants to know, what is the most memorable positive moment that you can recall in your career, Justin? The one positive. I, I'm trying to think back. I've been, like I said, I've been at so many different schools. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I'm just going to keep it simple. When you receive, when you receive emails you know, from parents thanking you for helping yeah. their child. Your child, you know, their child loves your class. They smile when they, they see you, the, you know, just the different compliments. It, 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 makes, it makes me happy to know that what I'm doing is working for somebody else. Mm. You know, so I, so I can honestly say receiving that, pos- that, that, that genuine, sincere feedback from parents it is. I agree. And I have to say, I received that from Justin's very mom. <laughs> Back in the day, Justin was my student. I taught him in ninth grade. You know, he was 14 then and I was 16. But, you know, but the point is, I taught him and every year, you know, after that point, my lovely mother would always, who's a, a retired educator as well, would always come by and see how I'm doing on every back-to-school night. Even when I didn't have Justin anymore, she would always come by and talk to me. And, I, and I'm forever grateful for that, you know. And to see him today where he's at is not a surprise because he was always awesome. Justin, here's another question. So this was an interesting question from Stacy. How important is sportsmanship to you? And how do you encourage good sportsmanship with your students? It's very important. Because I always emphasize to them that chip will carry you out through life. I have also given examples, which, you know, not to name anybody, but I've been in different positions where I've met famous people and things like that. And I always, I've always told students the reason why coach, I always tell them to call me coach, but I always tell them the reason why coach has been in these positions is because I listen. And I followed instructions. And I said, do that. Do whatever you want in life. You have to be able to get along with people. You have to be able to understand that you may take a win or you may Mm -hmm. take a loss. And and, and like I said, sportsmanship, like I said, is not just something in the classroom. Again, it's something in life. You have to be able to work and get along with all different types of people throughout the world. That's right. That's well said. And, and that's so reflective of where we're at in our world today as well. We need to honor and respect that as well. Great question, Stacey. And Justin, here's the last question for you. And it's an interesting one. The author is unknown, so I, I can't identify the name on the, on the feed. But what do you okay. think, Justin, is the future of education? What does it look like? Ooh, that's, that's, a question. that's a tough one. That's, that's a real well. good question. 
I need to be politically correct when I say this. I feel, and I'm still young in the game, but I that education will and can get better if we have, I hope I can say this, if we have the right people supporting us. Of course. Like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to get politically incorrect or anything, but we have to have the right people backing us up. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, we as educators, we have a tough job, and that Sorry. job is to educate the youth. We are the ones that groom them into what they become, you know, and if we don't have that support, where will we go in the future? That's right. So like I said, I hope I hope we like I said, I hope we have true educators that will support us and give us the necessary tools so that we can continue this thing going from years and years to come. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love that, Justin. And I'll share as a closing remark on that too. I think now that we've had COVID and the way that we're using technology and the magnitude we're doing, we'll never go back. Education is now fully infused with technology and every subject now will embrace technology in new ways and new opportunities. That includes also the hiring of future teachers. They now have to come with great technology skills, more than just emailing now. You need to learn how to come in with some Zoom, know how to interact with people and engage people via Zoom or recording, how to do some basic video editing to upload, so all those things have become part of our repertoire. And above all, I think that we're going to see opportunity. I'm very hopeful for the next era of our, our nation for education, you know, to really put teachers and give teachers the due diligence they deserve. And I'll say that here openly on Everyday Folks, because that's why I have such support incredibly for faculty like, like Justin and uh, many others who are out there tirelessly working to help ensure its safety. Because education is an on-ramp, folks, for so many opportunities. And Justin, what's next for you? Great time to plug something good. I know you're doing some exciting things, and is there something to drop in 2021? Yes, I'm actually thinking, um, I'm actually brainstorming now. I'm actually hoping within, I guess you call it the first quarter of the year, I actually want to start doing my own podcast show. Um, I'm not going to give the name of it yet, but I'm thinking about podcasting, um, Basically doing the same thing as Billy, but mine will be just more about everyday life struggles, you know, because like I said, there are people out in the world that just need, like me, that need some good words of encouragement or to hear something positive, you know, because sometimes you may not have, and you know, before in my case, never had positive people around me or never had people that would stick with me through thick and thin. You know, so like I said, that's what I'm thinking about doing. And um, hopefully, you know, the first quarter I want a podcast. So yeah, folks, you guys are listening, you know, we will be in touch. Thank you, Justin. And, and thank you so much for being here. And folks, you heard it here live yes, and every day. Thank folks, you. You know, this is a, you know, we're going to have a, a launch over, a crossover right on over to Justin's pad. And you want to stay in touch, stay in tune with me and Justin. We're going to place his link as soon as his podcast is ready on the page of everydayfolksradio.com under who I'm supporting so that way we can listen and support his efforts too. And for all of our listeners, thank you for helping us and supporting us over the past four years. Tune in tomorrow at 5 p.m. as I interview Dr. Robert Morris, the college professor, and on Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
I'm back with Fright Talk with my boy Nadim, and we're going to be discussing Roanoke, the mystery of the lost colony. Until then, take care, everyone, and enjoy your Veterans Day. <laughs>